Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Man, if you have your Bibles, Philippians chapter 4 this evening. Philippians chapter 4. Wonderful to be in the house of God tonight. Great spirit in this place. Amen. Wednesday seemed to come quick. I'm not sure how your week is, but it seems like it's going fast. Amen. A man was fleeing down the hall of a hospital. And uh, he was scheduled to have an operation. This is just before his operation. He's running down the hall. Receptionist sees him and says, what's the matter? He said, I heard my nurse say, it's a very simple operation. Don't worry. I'm sure everything's going to be all right. Receptionist kind of puzzled, looks at him, says, no. She was just trying to comfort you. What's so frightening about that? man looks at her and says, she wasn't talking to me. She was talking to the doctor. (laughs) There's times in life where we might want to be concerned about some things. There's times in our life where we'll be anxious or worried. Our mind is consumed by a number of factors. But scripture shows us tonight that we can overcome worry. We can win in this arena of life. And tonight, no matter how long you've been saved or how short you've been saved, this is something that people deal with is worry. Something that people will battle with their entire life, uh, worried about things. But tonight, God wants to help you. We're going to look at a very familiar portion of Scripture this evening. We're beginning a brand new series. Maybe you saw on the bulletin board. This is inspired by a fellow pastor. It's titled, Winning When Worried. And we're going to look at the issue of worry for the next number of weeks on Wednesday night. And uh, we're going to start tonight with this first one. First part of the series, Winning When Worried. Let's look at Philippians chapter 4. As we set a foundation for the direction we're going to go in the next coming weeks. Philippians 4 and verse 6, very familiar, says, Be careful or be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. Let's pray tonight. Father God, I thank you. Lord, for salvation, I'm asking right now you're going to get a hold of hearts. God, those who struggle and battle with worry and fear and anxiety, God, it's going to break tonight. Uh, Let us have a peace and a confidence in you. In Jesus' name, amen. First part of this series, Winning When Worried. Let's look tonight at a sermon titled, Don't Worry. Amen. Let's look firstly at the tendency to worry. Simple fact and reality is that people are prone to worry. This is something, again, no matter 
how long you've been saved or how short, life is filled with worries. We worry about big things. We worry about major things, our health. Uh, We can worry about our finances, our family, our future, our relationships. People will worry about their salvation. All these different things, these are the big things. But we're also prone to worry about small things, right? Like being first in line. This is something people worry about. Right? Kids, were, I, I got to be first in line. They want to uh, be the first for whatever gadget or different things. Uh, we worry about what people think about us. We worry about how we look, how people perceive us. Uh, if you think about the average day, for most people, it's full of worries. Right? Worry shows up nearly every day in our life. Uh, and I'd venture to guess that just about everyone in this building tonight worried about something throughout the course of this day. Thought about it, you dwelled on it, it consumed you for an hour or all day long. This nagging thing, this is what worry is. But the danger tonight is that worry causes us to take responsibility for things that are outside of our control. We worry about things sometimes that we can't change anyway. Right? Worrying about our health. Uh, worrying about our finances. Worrying about our family. And we worry about it and think about it like there's something we can even do about it. Which most of the time, let's face it, we can't. It's outside of our control. It's outside of anything we have a handle on. Luke 12, 25 through 26 says these words, And which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? If then you are not able to do the least, why are you anxious for the rest? Here's Jesus. He's speaking, right? How many of you worrying about your height can do something about it? That's a scripture to short Mexicans. He's encouraging us, right? Worrying about your height isn't going to make you any taller. So why worry about it? But this is people, right? Most of the things we worry about, again, it's outside of our control. We're taking responsibility for things we weren't uh, meant to carry. There's an illustration here is that In my own life, I had to learn a great lesson about worry because I was very much a worrier. I worried about everything, every little detail. I wanted to make sure everything was right, perfectly uh, in control, everything in its place. Some call it OCD. I called it organization. And when things were not how I, it worried me. Literally, if, if, if I had a plan for a day and the moment the plan went a little off course, this was too much. And I was worried. I was overwhelmed. It got so bad. I mean, worrying about things that I couldn't change anyway, but it got so bad I would grind my teeth in my sleep. My wife said she'd wake up thinking a beehive was forming in my head. Just nonstop. 
See, worry causes us to bear burdens we weren't designed to bear. We worry, we're anxious, and we're tied up, and we're preoccupied, but it plays out very negatively in our life. Worry actually damages our health. Worry actually, it begins to consume our mind. We're plagued by an issue or issues. Things that we want to change, that we're, we're, we're hoping to change and fix. But worry hinders our progress. It's actually a destructive habit. Verse 6 in our text, the message translation says, Do not fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and prayers shape your worries, or praises shape your worries into prayers, letting God know your concerns. Here is a command that's given to us. Be anxious for nothing. Don't worry about things. Why? Because it's going to be to your benefit. We worry about so many things. We become so consumed in our minds. Don't worry. It's not changing anything. It's only hurting you. Luke 12 and verse 29 says, And do not seek what you should eat or what you should drink, nor have an anxious mind. Here's Jesus. He's speaking. Do not have an anxious mind. Don't let your mind wander into worry. Don't let your mind become unhinged with worry because it's producing something negative in life, negative in salvation, in your walk with God. There's a disorder titled Generalized Anxiety Disorder. And people with GAD, they can't seem to shake their concerns even though they usually realize that their anxiety is more intense than the situation warrants. Hey, you ever met those people? You're like, no, it's you, that's why. So, <laughs> you worry about so many things, you're so worried, and it's not even worth being that worried over. You're so uh, consumed by, it's intense, it overwhelms. Continues people with GAD, also seem unable to relax. They often have trouble falling asleep or staying asleep. Right? This is what worry does. It affects our lives. It affects every area of our life. We lie awake in bed, worried, concerned, thinking, trying to figure it out. Worry will actually cause you to become trapped. You'll become ensnared by anxiety... And you live your life in the shadow of what if. I can't because what if. I can't trust because what if. I can't fully commit because what if. And what if I, but then this happens. And what, that's hindering you. It's having a negative effect on your life. It's holding you back. We're prone to worry. We're, we have a tendency to worry. But what's the real issue? Let's look secondly then at the challenge of trust. It is absolutely critical that we understand that worry and faith are very opposite. Right? We have, I have faith in God, but you're worried all the time. 
They're, they're very opposite. I believe and I trust God, but you're worried. See, faith says, I need God to fix this. Worry says, I need to fix this. Faith says, I'll be okay if God doesn't fix it. And worry says, I don't know what I'll do if I don't fix it or if I can't fix it. Faith brings the calm and the peace that God promises in our storms of life. It brings the supernatural comfort of the Holy Spirit. But worry is the emotional storm in the storm. An unnecessary extra storm that makes it impossible to find God's peace in our situation. See, worry will have a negative effect. Worry puts the responsibility of a situation on ourselves, but faith puts it on God. Faith puts the responsibility on God. See, our text, it gives us a command. It encourages us to release our worry. Verse 6 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Why worry about it when you can tell God about it? When anxiety comes, let God know. When you find yourself being overwhelmed and stressed and burdened, you're trying to figure it all out. Our scripture says, no, no, don't carry that. Give it to God. Jesus, right? Paul, uh, Peter writes, cast your cares upon him for he cares. If it's important to you, it's important to God. And we can sit here and say, give it to God. Trust God. He has your best interest at heart. Amen. Yes, pastor, I believe. But think about our text here. Our scripture says nothing about God fixing the problem. That's the struggle. I won't worry about it, Lord. I'm going to give it to you, God. I'm going to trust you with it as long as you answer back within the hour. Sometimes that happens. And sometimes that doesn't happen. Sometimes months go by. Years can go by. Five years. This is the struggle. I can give it to God, but when will he answer? Giving that, we're command, release that anxiety, that worry, give it to God. It's here for a reason because we struggle with it. It's here because it's something that we deal with. And there's a wide range of things that we worry about. So where do we find our hope? Verse 7 says, and the peace of God will, guide, uh, will guard your hearts and minds through Jesus. Our challenge Tonight is that we release our worries, that we trust God, even when there's still reason to worry. 
Right? We, we can give it to God and when, it, when the prayer is answered the next day, or we pray about it and, and you know, it happens immediately, right? well, then we can trust God. But this is about giving it to God even when you still have a reason to worry. Even when there's still the storm, even when there's still the trial or the health issues or whatever it is that you're facing, the mountains of life. I'm going to release my worry. I'm going to give it to God. The challenge is trust. And this is where we have a difficult time. Right? We live in a generation you can control just about anything. It was incredible. We're there at the conference and uh, a number of us had helped Pastor Webb in Toronto putting up a wall. And he's like, I want to show you the wall you guys put up. And I thought, oh, great. What happened to it? You know, expecting the worst. But he has on his iPad an entire uh, a, a camera system that he can log in. He can move the cameras from his iPad. Can see and he's looking. Oh, let's see who's in prayer this morning. control. We can control a lot of things, right? You can control. I remember Pastor Heinberg on his iPad controlling the sound at conference from his seat. I remember, right, there's, there, we have so many things, uh, uh, programs. You can control your home security system from your phone. You can change the thermostat from your, ho- from your phone, all sorts of things. This is control. So here the challenge then for us is to trust God. Trusting God is the cure for worry. But really trusting God. Really giving it to God. Right? The question tonight is, do you believe that God has your best interest at heart? Do you believe that He wants the best for you? Do you believe that He cares about you? Do you believe that he loves you and that he also likes who you are? Well, then can you be willing to trust him with your worries? Can you give him the control? See, what Paul is implying here in our text is that if we make our requests known to God, When we give it to God in prayer, then we're able to move on with life. We give the worry to God, then you can move forward. So many people are trapped. They're captive to their worry, and they're not moving forward in life, in salvation, in their relationships, in their ministry, because they're bound by worry. Heliophobia is the fear of the sun. The fear of sunlight or any bright light. And the Pacific Health Center suggests that these people have been staying away from the sunlight because of the growing fears with skin cancer. So they stay out of the sun. They they continue the article, it says, but this is an unfounded and illogical solution. It should be uh, noted that forms of heliophobia are based on such irrational fears 
that it causes the sufferer to eventually develop a fear of being in public or even a fear of people in general by association. As a crippling fear of uh, a bright light can significantly limit the places this type of person can go comfortably and comfortably visit, as well as prevent that person from going outside during the daytime when most people are active. Think about this. It's rooted in a fear, right? Worry of something that is completely illogical that they have a low chance of getting. So tonight I read that and I thought, it's a great example. Maybe you're here tonight. Obviously, you're not afraid of bright lights. But let's think about this. What area parallels that? What area of life is an extreme worry for you? Your future? Your marriage? Your career? Your finances? Your family? Your children? What area is holding you and keeping you captive because of worry? Instead, you can choose to trust God and take your problems to God and stop worrying about it tonight, even if he doesn't fix them. Even if he doesn't fix them. Right? There's a file, my pastor would always tell us, you need to have in the back of your mind the T file for too hard. There's some things in life that are just too hard to comprehend. They're just too hard. You're not going to get an answer, so you just tuck it away. And know that God has your best interest at heart. And trust that God is going to carry you through no matter what life brings. And a confidence that one day you're going to make heaven your home and every tear will be wiped away and the former things of life are going to pass and you're going to be in the joy of the Lord. So why live bound by worry? Let's close then. Let's look at the peace of God tonight. See, the opposite of worry then is peace. Worry is a state of agitation, right? Worried people are agitated. They live a life. They're bound in turmoil. Inside, they're fretting always about something. Sleeplessness plagues them. And worry is very much a parallel to fear. And this plays out with negative consequences. Ulcers, headaches, Fits of rage because you're so wound tight. Peace is the supernatural calm that God promises. Peace is a confident surety that God's in control. Peace is being fully rested. One pastor put it this way. He said, peace is the ability to sleep well knowing that God is in full control of every issue and he can be trusted. Like I said, I, I was the worrier of worriers. Everything, man, it just, to the point, it's affecting my sleep. But you know what? When, when I got delivered 
is because I started letting God be God. I started genuinely giving it to God and saying, I'm not going to worry about it. I can't change my height. I tried. I worried about it. It didn't work. So why worry about it? So what do we need to be able to gain the peace of God tonight? Number one is you have to let go of some things. When you decide to entrust an issue to God, when you, try, when you begin to say, you know, I'm giving this one to God, then you have to leave it with God. Well, what does that mean, Pastor? Well, that means that you pray about it. You say, God, you're in control. You know the situation. You know the answer. You know what I need. If it's health, God, you're the great physician. You have the answers. If it's finances, God, you know what I need. You are able to meet my needs. And then you move forward with what you need to move forward in. With what you need to take care of. You give it to God and you let it go and you leave it with God. Number two is you have to stop meddling in every troublesome situation. There are some people that are like, I'm trusting God. But they're... They're trying to do it all. They're trying to fix it all. They're trying to work it all out. You have to trust God is going to handle the situation. You have to trust that he's in control. Now, don't get me wrong. This doesn't mean that you never make a stand on things. Or you never judge certain things. Or you never, uh, uh, you know, you just let everything slide by. No, no. There's things you work out, but the things that are outside of your control, those things you leave with God and you let him work it out. I can't tell you how many times in my salvation, in my ministry, things out of my control that when I just said, God, you have to work this one out, that he worked it out, that he gave the answer, that he opened the door that he supplied a strategy, that he fill in the blank so many times, time and time again, there are some things you just have to give to God and let him work them out. Number three then is you have to let go of hurts. Past and current. This is difficult. You have to trust God that he's going to judge the circumstances. You have to trust God that he's going to judge the violators if there's a violation. You have to trust that God is going to judge the words if words have been spoken, but be willing to let it go and choose to trust God, right? If you, in order for, you, for God to help you, you must be willing to let go and let God help you. Let go and let him get to work. See, tonight, the wonderful peace and or the wonderful hope of our text is that our peace in salvation is actually unrelated to our circumstance, 
Peace is unrelated to our present situation. Jeremiah 17, verses 7 through 8 says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when heat comes. But its leaf will be green and it will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will it cease from yielding fruit. Here, this is a picture of peace, a peace that can surpass all understanding. Here, the picture, the imagery is like a tree that's planted by a water's edge and that water gives it a supernatural peace. It gives it something beyond the natural, beyond what we can comprehend. And people can look at that tree and see that it's rooted in living water and see the blessing of being connected to God. People can look at your life connected to Jesus and see the peace of Christ at work in your life. Right? If you're planted by the water, as our scripture says, being rooted in Jesus Christ, being planted by the water doesn't cool down the heat. Being planted by the water doesn't stop that there's a drought. Rather, it enables survival. Why? Because there's something deeper that it's connected to. There's something deeper that its vibrancy comes from. Scripture says in Jeremiah, nor will it cease from yielding fruit. When you have the peace of God, when you are connected to the living water, Jesus Christ, even when you're in a storm, even when you're going through it, people can look at you and say, wow, what a testimony. What a testimony they are. What a blessing their life is. I know that that person's going through some things. I know that that person's uh, 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 battling it out in some areas, but they're still happy. They're still nice. They're still faithful. They're still a blessing. See, when you can really give things to God, He can bring that supernatural sustaining peace. Pastoring in Santa Fe, I was working with a lady who was going through it. Absolutely all sorts of crazy situations. Marriage was deteriorating, bad situation. She had unsaved children who let her know in, in their rebellion they would speak against her and, and all sorts of craziness. Not only that, she had unsaved grandkids that were taking on that spirit, work stress, all sorts of just the battle. But you know what? She had the peace of God. Of course, there were days and there was battles and there was... But she kept a consistent peace of God. She never missed a service. She never missed a prayer meeting. Before church, if we were fasting, she was there before God, crying out in desperation. 
she maintained her ministry week in and week out. Every, and just like, and what an example. It spoke volumes to many people in the congregation and even to me. Looking at this lady, I'm like, man, this is a warrior. Because she was able to give some things to God. See, if we're to find peace, then we must learn to, to trust God and stop worrying about everything. There's some here, you, again, your day, there was times in your day of worry. There's maybe even this week things that are keeping you awake at night. You're waking up restless and turmoiled and frustrated and give it to God. Let him give you that peace. Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed tonight. Winning when worried. Tonight, maybe you're here and your heart is not right with God as you're in this service. Maybe you didn't understand every detail or every topic or every issue, but something is very clear tonight and that is that your heart is not right with God. You live a life tormented by anxiety, a life tormented by worry, and you, are, you have tried uh, to find peace. You have tried uh, programs or medications or psychologists, or, and you've tried every avenue you can think of looking for rest. Can I tell you tonight that it's found in Jesus Christ? That you can have the peace that I'm talking about. Uh, no matter the crisis, no matter the turmoil, no matter the stress, no matter the loss you've experienced, uh, wherever, whatever walk of life, Jesus is the answer. Jesus said to come to me all ye who labor and are heavy burdened and I will give you rest. The gospel is about finding peace. It's about finding true rest. It's about finding a, a supernatural a, a peace of mind in the chaos of life. I'm not saying you'll never go through a problem. I'm not saying you'll never encounter another worry again. I'm not saying you'll never hit another financial struggle. But what I'm saying is you can have a peace and an assurance and a confidence in Christ Jesus. You can have that. That's available tonight through a simple prayer. Prayer of repentance. Repent means to turn away from sin and to give your life to Jesus Christ. And I wonder in this place, how many would there be? You'd lift your hand and say, that's me tonight. Pastor, my heart is not right with God. My sins are not forgiven. I don't have that peace you're talking about. I don't have that confidence. I don't have that comfort. Life is full of struggle and turmoil. I've tried, but I want Jesus. I want to give Jesus Christ my life. You lift your hand quickly. Left to right, front to back. Man, woman, boy or girl, don't be ashamed. Don't be embarrassed. Maybe you're backslidden. At one time you knew the love of God, but tonight you're far from God. Your heart uh, has been drawn away, but you want to get it right tonight. Give Jesus Christ your life. You'd lift your hand quickly. Amen. Left to right, front to back, man, woman, boy, or girl. Amen. Praise God. Speaking to Christians then. Winning when worried. We, we all have a tendency to worry about things. It's, it's within every single person. It's, it's just having an awareness sometimes. You're aware 
of the worst possible scenarios. You're aware of uh, the crisis or the trial or the storm or you're aware of these different factors. But really, it's about trust. The challenge here is, are you choosing to trust God or not? Are you choosing to give God control? Do you believe tonight that He's in control? He's he's not gone off on vacation and He's coming back. Oh my, what what happened? No, He doesn't lose control. He's aware of every situation, but our challenge is to trust. See, life is full of tests. And sometimes God allows us to be put in some tests where we're going to be challenged to trust Him. We're going to be challenged to put our confidence in Him. We're going to be challenged that there's just some things we cannot change out of our control, but can we give them to God? When we're able to genuinely give it to God, the peace will follow. Because that's what God supernaturally supplies. When we give the worry, if it's work, if it's finance, if marriage, if it's relationships, if it's your ministry, whatever it is, your future, give it to God. He'll supply you with supernatural peace. Our scripture says, a peace that surpasses understanding. Passes all, you can't even comprehend. I have a peace. Why do I have a peace? Because that's who God is. He can help you. He wants to help you. Invite him in, amen, into your worries and let him get to work, amen. These altars are open. I believe God has dealt with and spoken to hearts tonight. You come, lay hold of God as we sing a song this evening, amen. In the secret, in the quiet place. Hallelujah, Jesus. In the secret, in the quiet hour I wait, only for you, and I just want to know you more. I want to know you, I want to see your face, I want to know you more. I want to I want to hear your voice. 
Jesus, I want to know you more. I want to touch you. I want to see your face. I want to know you more. Hallelujah. Let's give God praise tonight. Thank you, Jesus, we praise you. Hallelujah.